Welcome to the junk drawer. Joseph Gordon-Levitt sees the tweet <laughs> and replies, watch it again, it's mostly Tom's fault. How's the body? Great body. <laughs> no, the dead body. The dead <laughs> body. I'll give you 20 minutes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, all that you need to do is shoot guns and have sex? Uh, I'd give it an 80%. Oh my That's God. Fine. Here's why. You know the differences between y'all and me? I make this look good. It's finally time to open the junk drawer. When I was a kid, when I was a little boy, I always wanted to be a dinosaur. I wanted to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex more than anything in the world. I made my arms short and I roamed the backyard and I, I chased the neighborhood cats and I growled and I roared. Everybody knew me and was afraid of me. And one day my dad said, Bobby, you're 17. It's time to throw childish things aside. And I said, okay, Pop. But he didn't really say that. He said, stop being a fucking dinosaur and get a job. That is the intro, of course, to a great film that we are reviewing today. That is Step Brothers, starring Will Ferrell and Giant C. Riley. Welcome to the Junk Drawer. I am your host for today's episode. My name is Mario Rico. To my left is another panel man, my good friend Bryce Howell. Bryce, say hello. Panaman. Panaman, Panamanian. 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 Hello, uh, my name is Bryce Hall. I think I can help you with the whole pan pan situation. <laughs> is there, there's a D. <laughs> pan. There's a pan. Yeah. I'm the other person. And to my right is the, um, some would say a poor man's Bryce Howell. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what he's known around his condo. That's what he's known around his condo as. But my name is Cole Brown to most. Mr. Brown, I will make sure, rule number one, I will not call you that. <laughs> so today we are, thank you for listening. Our listener, we Thanks, are <laughs> we are reviewing Step Brothers. Um, honestly, one of the funniest comedies I think for me growing up, and I had such a blast seeing this in theater th for the first time. It's one of my favorite movie theater experiences. Um, how about you guys? Do you, what do you remember about this film before we delve into it? Um, I I am mostly sure I don't have like a distinct memory of seeing this in theaters. My my fondest Will Ferrell theater memory is Talladega Nights, but uh, I'm fairly confident I saw this in theaters. I'm sure I laughed my ass off. Condiment? Yeah, condiment. Different, different Adam Scott performance there. Uh, true. Yeah, I think uh, for me, if we're just <laughs> this random category that arise with the best Will Ferrell experience in a movie theater, there you go. was The Other Guys for me. <laughs> I had literally no, movie. no clue what I was walking into. <laughs> and, like almost wept and peed myself with such excitement. Yeah, it was so fun. I like that a lot. I like um, that but I don't. I don't think I ever saw this in theaters. Although I love this oh, movie. Really? I never. I don't. I, I didn't go to the movies a lot as a kid. Uh, right. Well, the first category here is ratings. We are going to give our own rating, and then we are going to compare it to the good people at Rotten Tomatoes. So, Bryce, what do you give Step Brothers on a scale of one to one hundred? Zero to one hundred. <laughs> Zero to one hundred. So. I'm glad we did this one after Gold Member, so I don't know if we're going to release these in order, if we release them at all. Uh, but <laughs> Gold Member and Step Brothers kind of have a similar vein of like, they are a sketch that got dragged out into an entire movie. Yeah. And that's what Step Brothers is. <laughs> so, I love Step Brothers, but the movie has literally no plot. Zero plot. And one thing you say a lot, Mario, and I don't usually agree with you, is <laughs> I that you wish there was a way we could separate... 
how good a movie movie is from our enjoyment of the movie, and, and those be two different ratings. Which I've backtracked on several yeah, times. Yeah, I know you've yeah. backtracked on it now. And I, I think I would almost rephrase it to be like, how good a movie is versus like the, I don't want to say cultural impact, because that sounds like so over the top, but like, this movie, on rewatching it, and I did rewatch it two separate times, which I'll talk about more later, uh, exists in my mind as a fonder memory than rewatching it. Rewatching it is a lot of like me kind of checking out until a scene or a line mm. I know that I'm gonna like comes up mm. and then checking back in for that. And then like kind of scrolling my phone for like the fight scenes that are a little bit too long on a rewatch. <laughs> right. Um, and so some of the other scenes are like a little bit too much on a rewatch for me. Uh, and so I settled on like a 73. Okay. That's what I'm gonna say. 73. All right. I do, do love it, but I think it exists in my mind better than in, in reality. Gotcha. Cool, how about you? Um, yeah, I think, man, I'm interested in just in finding for myself what I think would be like just a flawless comedy that I've seen, you know, in, you know, just of any person. Of just any... go on a journey of self-discovery. Yeah, right, <laughs> quit your so, job. Because I'm wondering what that would look like for me because I just keep finding that when I re-watch these comedies that have very nostalgic you know, connections to like, oh man, that movie was so funny that when I rewatch it again, it's not as funny or maybe I don't remember it as fondly. Now, my score is still high. I gave it 86. Nice. Good score. I think, because it is, to me, it's still extremely funny, but, you know, I think prior to watching it again, my score just in my mind is like, oh man, it's going to be like 94, 95. Like, that's like one of the best comedies I've ever seen. And then rewatching, I'm like, ah, maybe it's not though. Yeah. I um I have the opposite effect than than you guys. Um, I do have a great nostalgia for it. Rewatching it this time, I actually, because we all remember certain things from the movies, certain lines that we take away from the movies. Rewatching it this time, there were so many of the other jokes or other scenes that I didn't really focus on, or you don't go back and think about when you're thinking about the movie, and they just killed me. And I I watched this with my parents and my grandparents who don't speak English. And they were able to, you know, pick up on some of the scenes that were visually funny. Uh, but I was in, in tears. The entire film had me laughing so much. And the, the thing I enjoyed about it more this time was the minutia, the little, the little parts that mm. I don't catch too often um, that you don't really think about, uh, which will lead to another category. But yeah. for me... Cheers to the Seinfeld reference, by the way. Keep going. Which, which was that? Minutia. It's, uh, a, it's, uh, it's one of their little jokes, but keep gotcha. going. Gotcha. Um, for me, I give it a, it's stupid, and it tries to be stupid, which is what I love about it. It never tries to be serious. Um, you're watching it, and you're like, these guys should be, they're, like, they're certified. They should be in an yeah. institution. They're on the spectrum, <laughs> right? It's just so ridiculous. Um, it's like, these guys need help. How can, how can they get away with this? Um, which makes it so much more funny. So I give it a 91%. Boom, boom. Um, Way right. up there. It, it moves fast, too. It's an hour and 46 minutes. I remember thinking I it was I love the streak of short movies we've been on. Yeah. yeah. So, the we're going to... The actual rating from Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Ooh, you're jumping. You're trying to take my job here? Oh, sorry. You want to host? I'll screw myself. 55%. Wow! So, I was, I was not too shocked by that. Mm. Are you guys shocked by that? I mean, Cole clearly is. I'm shocked by that. That's like you giving Daredevil an 80%. <laughs> Again, I don't think it's worth, you know, uh, it would be, I guess, you know, I would be surprised if it was as close to, you know, 86, or if it was close to my score of 86, but like, 
Yeah, to see that as a 55 is pretty surprising to me. So I will say, and we, we do kind of like uh, ride for Rotten Tomatoes on the junk drawer, but I typically agree with IMDb's rating system a little bit more, and IMDb does have it as a 6.9 out of 10, which I feel a little bit better about. Audience score was a 69%. Nice. So, hello! Because sex, you know? <laughs> yeah, we got it. You didn't um, have to explain it. Do you... After seeing the Rotten Tomato scores, do you guys think that you gave it a too high of a score? Or do you think they gave it too low of a score? Or? No, I think, I mean, it makes sense. It's like exactly the kind of movie that would be a 55 critic rating, 69 audience rating. Because yeah. the 69 is pretty close to what I gave it with, a, I think, a 72, 73. Um, and it, it's exactly, like, there. it's a sketch. It's a Saturday Night Live sketch that was stretched out to 90 minutes. Like, that's what the movie is. I think one of these guys was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm shocked that the audience score is that low. Yeah, and I think I mean not that all of these movies are the same, but I think that's probably a similar trend in as to a lot of the comedies I probably like is that I would have a high rating of them because I enjoy comedies, and I feel like most commonly a, a, a comedy is going to rate lower, I yeah, think, more consistently than like a drama. Maybe not. I mean, maybe yeah. it's just completely fabricated. But like I think about like for example that. You know, Nacho Libre is another movie I really like. Me too. But I'm confident if we looked right now on Rotten Tomatoes, confident. it would probably be a pretty low score yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. I think a lot of um, movie critics have a tough time of removing themselves from their their profession and identifying what the film is. We ran into this problem with um, Starship Troopers, where we mm -hmm. have these negative reviews. It's like, okay, identify what it's trying to accomplish and then review it from there. Or, like, that's exactly what Fast and Furious is kind of got going for it now, is people know exactly what they're getting yeah, to. exactly. And so if it does what Fast and Furious is supposed to do, yeah, know, it's a 80% exactly. rating or whatever. And just for my own sanity, Nacho Libre, not that this is about that, this podcast, Rotten Tomato score, 40%. <laughs> Wait, that's a good Sorry, one Jack Black. Okay. Love you, dude. We'll, we'll bring Nacho Libre around yeah. one day. So... I am, I am. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> Get that corn out of my face! <laughs> So, which movie you're talking about? This movie, Step Brothers, came out in 2008, mm -hmm. um, and we've ran into the discussion of where's comedy going from where it used to be. We talked a little bit about, um, you know, do, would certain comedies work in certain day and ages? 2008, this movie was a big success. Could you do this movie in 2019, and would it be as successful, or do you think it would do worse? So, one of the things that it has going for it is there's no scenes in Step Brothers, at least, I mean, from my watching of it, that are like hardcore cringy. Yeah. Like the example I always think of is, my favorite comedy is Wedding Crashers, and there is a lot of cringe around the brother who is gay, and that's kind of like played for laughs, and like that doesn't work anymore. So there's nothing like that in uh, Step Brothers. Yeah. Um, but Maybe the balls in the drum scene. Drum set. I still thought that was hilarious. Oh, me too, but it's cringy. <clears throat> Cringeworthy. No, it's, I'm, I'm into it. I think it's still funny. I think the reason that this movie wouldn't work today is for a different reason. I think that it is so silly and stupid, and if this movie was made today, it would have to have more of a point, and maybe it works differently that way, but it works as a, uh, like a millennial angst kind of thing that's more common <laughs> in, in 2019. Where, you know, Damn they're millennials. 40 years old and still live with their parents. Yeah. Making fun of the millennial who is 40 years old and still living at home with his parents and, like, all the things associated with that. Oh, I, I don't think it would be making fun of the millennial if we're, you know, okay. fantasy writing the script right now. Um, I think it's going to be written from the perspective of a angsty millennial person. I see that working, who, too. Who, like, 
is a little bit angry about how millennials and, are kind of pooped on, and it's almost like a, a satir, sat, satirizing that like kind of. I can see it old that way. Boomer pooping on millennial kind of thing. I can see a millennial jokingly being like feeling they're entitled to something, kind of like um, Brennan's character, not Brennan. Um, oh gosh, just call them by the John names. C. Riley's yeah. character. Um, oh, what's his name? It's gonna drive me Dale. nuts. Dale. Dale Doback. Dale Doback. When Dale Doback says, you know, it's a family business. He's yes, like, we're learned doctors. I could see. We're a family yeah, of learned uh, doctors. I could see uh, an angsty millennial <laughs> having that attitude. Like, everything's owed to them. All right, so one thing I love about this movie is, personally, for me, in the friend group that I grew up with, it's one of the most quoted movies. And I think mm -hmm. we can all agree it's very quoted. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying when, like, it exists in my mind as like every funny quote and like there is an infinite amount of quotes yeah. in this movie. We can just do a podcast on the quotes. We could just yeah, we could just do a, a table, table reading this movie. And I'll, yeah. I'll tell you a lot of quotes are about to come at. <laughs> I can't wait for it. But my favorite line, probably my most quoted line from this movie is I remember the first time I had a beer. <laughs> That's <laughs> a huge. No, I don't think that came from Step Brothers though. No, it definitely but like was popular. It's, I, remember so, yeah. my, I remember my first beer. I remember beer. my first beer. And that's definitely one of those times of the rewatch where you love the mannerisms of Will Ferrell so much more because yeah. he like, chokes back a tear <laughs> with that insult. He, no, he says that and then no, no. Dale says back to him. Yeah, I fell off a dinosaur. Right, and then he starts but then he, he, starts he goes, like, literally has to catch himself. Well, he says something mean first. It's probably my friend group that uses this one the most is the... <clears throat> Guilty is charged with the stories. When he's like, he's like, oh, you have a lot of stories, Brendan. He's like, yeah, guilty is charged with the stories. Yeah. So then I want to kind of go into the next category, which is what is your most used? Mm. Now I want to begin because I don't go want anyone it. to steal this one. Go for it. And you guys know me. I say yes. this all the time. Because I want to make bank, bro. I want to get ass. I want to drive a Range Rover. <laughs> I'll say it to any... Someone will ask me, why are you doing this? Why do you want to have that job? What's your reasoning for it? And I can never be serious. I always say that. This one got gifted to me because like, it's, it's something I do laugh about from the movie, but someone said it one time in context outside of the movie, and it's forever now been solidified as like one of my favorite quotes. We were doing a rehearsal dinner for a wedding that I was in, and the like the wedding coordinator was like going over all the details and somebody from the back just goes, this wedding is horseshit. <laughs> and ever since then, even out of context, I'll just say, wedding this, wedding, this wedding is horseshit. I think my I favorite, love that one. My favorite one, and it's the biggest power move to use, is to just walk into a building and go, we're here to fuck shit up. Yes, yeah, such a great line too. <laughs> one time, I, it, like ingrained in my memory, my buddy Brian, we walked into a Mexican restaurant after like, a theme park day, we hadn't eaten all day, starving, ravenously hungry. And we walk up to the host stand and he just says, there's eight of us, we're here to fuck shit up. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh man. I have a, a couple more, this is I always use. If I'm staying at someone's house or someone's staying at my house, um, it works a lot better if you're with your parents or older people, I always say, I like to have a lot of fresh fruit around and I like chocolate chips in my pancakes. Your mom now, so. Always use that one. <laughs> if someone asks me, like, what are you gonna do now? Like, in any trying situation, again, I can't be serious. I go, I'm gonna do the reasonable thing. I'm gonna file for unemployment. I'm gonna get a job at Rent-A-Prize, rent Rent-A-Car, because they give you they give you the tools to be your own boss. So I like the best uncommon quotes we mm -hmm. found while we were watching through the movie. Again, we have so many in our head that we anticipate. Which, what quotes did you catch this time around that made you just cry? So I did cheat in mentioning my two rewatches. I rewatched the 
theatrical version, and then I rewatched the extended it's edition. Extra commitment. Which <laughs> really had so, so most of the time I've seen this movie. I don't know if this is true for you guys. I've seen it on television. Yeah. And so you get the edited version, and like you know what the jokes it. are, but it, it is like a little bit of like a tease. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So watching it in all of its glory, theatrical version was perfect. And then watching the extended edition was amazing. And so there's this exchange, it's so small, but it's the scene where uh, Dale and Brandon are fighting in the uh, yard and they call up the dad, Mr. Dovac, at work. Robert. Yeah, Dr. Dovac. <laughs> Robin. Just Dovac. Um, and so he says, I'm sorry, my son and stepson are fighting. And he runs off. And so that's normally where the scene ends. Yeah. But in the extended edition, it lingers on the doctor he's talking to and the nurse. Yeah, he's an actor. Yeah, I recognize They're him. all actors. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I know. <laughs> he's somebody I recognize. He wasn't a real doctor. He's an actor. They hired. Um, he's somebody I recognize. So the doctor, anyway, goes. He's a Joey Pants. Yeah. The doctor goes, family issues, huh? And the nurse looks up to him and goes, I don't believe in talking about people's personal lives behind their back. And then they pause for a beat, and the doctor goes, you know nobody likes you, right? That <laughs> <laughs> was hey. so funny. I laughed so hard. He definitely talked about it to face then. Also, <laughs> Catherine Hahn in this movie is oh, so great, amazing. Dude. And she like, she has some lines that are funny, but like gross. Like, she says, I want to roll you up and stick you in my vagina. And <laughs> yeah, every time it tickles. <laughs> I'll, I'll just know, know you're there. I'll know it's your curly Try watching hair. that with my parents. <laughs> but also, her physical comedy in those scenes is so funny. Yeah. She, okay, when they have sex in the bathroom, I will never not laugh at that. It's, it's so, so funny. funny and gross. And, and do you and ever weird. hear Dale's commentary? Something's happening! Something's happening! It's warm! <laughs> oh, man. Another one that is, so here's, here's my actual pull from that of just a quote that's so obscure but I use it all the time is when he's squirting on the ketchup. He's like, Brandon, that's enough ketchup. He goes, what? I, I like, like it. it. I wrote that down. I use, I, I use that version of I like it all the time. I like so, it. I, again, I cry. my cheat code extended scene, that scene goes on like an oh, additional five minutes. With the secret sauce, minutes, right? With fancy sauce. Fancy sauce. And so funny, and Dovac is trying to be like a peacemaker. He's like, can I have some? And Dale, or Brennan, won't let him have it. He keeps just not saying anything, but sticking his hand between the bowl and his plate. And then Dale goes, he's the king of the castle, so he can have it if he wants. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, he can make his own damn fancy <laughs> sauce. <laughs> gosh, my uh, parents cried at that scene. Oh my um, gosh, that that table scene is when, literally like that's the SNL skit. Right when there. Will Ferrell says SNL skit, it's so funny. I've been called the songbird of my generation by people who've heard me. He goes, I can sing too. If you want to get down on these heavy balls, you can just jump right in. It's, it's a, a crotch party. party up in. Why don't you suck on this big dong? Another one of the very tiny quotes, and like it's it's like the whole like just what's happening right then. So <laughs> Will Ferrell plays a drum set, and then it cuts to John C. Riley getting home, and he's on the couch, he's sweaty, he's wearing sweaty, I'm watching Cops. So there's also, just there's just this how one great is it that I was watching Cops is like a perfect excuse for being sweaty. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was watching Cops. But such a God. tiny line, and it makes it makes them being forty year olds living at home so much funnier. That when John C. Riley character gets home, he goes, "Hey, we're not supposed to have our feet on the couch, by the way." <laughs> and Will Ferrell like moves his feet off for a second, and then and then spitefully puts it back up, which is like, gosh, it's like every trick you went to like, your friend's house. And they're like, "Hey, we have to like we don't oh drink God. on the couch here," and you're like, "Oh, like I drink from my couch when I'm at home." Oh. <laughs>
<laughs> we can do quotes. Thanks. It was my mom. Two hours. I took the Thank you for joining us for the table reading. Uh, yeah. Stepbrothers. Yeah, step All right. The next category call is called "It's the fucking Catalina Wine Mixer." If you have to show one scene to convince someone to watch slash buy this movie, which one is it? I still don't have an answer. So you guys go ahead. So the the Catalina Wine Mixer is obviously an incredible scene. And Bryce commented on the scene earlier, but I do think it would be the scene I would actually show is the nutsack brawl. So <laughs> the the fight that commences after Will Ferrell puts his nutsack on John C. Riley's drum set is what the like every part of the movie and and, and I and I'm cheating a little bit because I'm gonna borrow the scene that comes just after. So they erupt into a huge brawl with the, bu- he, with the, bike, the bike and the bat. Like it's it's an absolute insanity. Great quote at the end. What the fucking fuck? Yeah, and she's like spraying like the whole <laughs> neighborhood's going down. Like it's nuts. So I'm just gonna keep dropping extended edition moments <laughs> when she gets home. Mary Steenberger. <laughs> Is that the mom's name? Mm-hmm. That's the actress's name. Gorgeous. <laughs> so when she gets home, the sing eye dog attacks her. Like takes oh. her out. My mom calls it an eye sing dog. <laughs> That's not what it's called. <laughs> but yeah, so English is her second language. So that scene and then into like the next few moments of the next scene, which is so funny because they just knocked each other out, and then the next thing is a killer or a a great white shark. Hitting a seal and they both slap hands and go, man, it's just all power. <laughs> and when they slap hands, they go, still hates you, still hates you. <laughs> and then, and then again, I'm talking for a long portion of the scene, but this is the last reason why I love that scene because it has my last portion of quote. It's where they're just defending why they fought. And Will Ferrell says, like his mom goes, I heard you scream rape. And he goes. That's because at a certain moment, I thought he was literally going to rape me. Oh, no. He had the craziest look in his eye, and at one point he said, let's get it on. I am so not a raper. I was talking about the fight. Uh, So, yeah, that's the scene I showed, that fight scene and the subsequent makeup. I think if I had to pick one scene, I'm going to show the table scene, the first dinner together, because that's like the ultimate. here we go. It's the taste test of the movie. Yes. You show that scene, and you're like, listen, if you don't think this is funny, don't watch the rest yeah. of this movie. But if this cracks you up, this is this is what you need to watch. That's, that's it's true. like it is the barometer <laughs> for the rest of the movie. It's it's exactly funny enough to give you yeah. anything else. I agree. I, I would show that one, but I'm cheating. But I made the outline, so screw you guys. But uh, I would also show nice the scene when they're in bed that night. Oh yeah, they're that's going a good back one. and forth to the insults. Me and my dad, so we just had it. You're, we both let you live here because your mom's really hard, hot. And we put up, put up with the retard in the meantime. Hey, you don't say that. Who's the retard? <laughs> you say you, that all the you time. You say I that. that. Oh, I know. Hey, you ought not say that. Hey, you want to make my dad get me grounded? Uh, I forgot that is one of my... That's uh, one of your lines. The, hey, you don't say that. You don't say that. But then also when they become friends... The scene when they become friends is, the is another like, is taste so test great. of... You'll like this movie if you think the, all of these jokes the are The bunk beds yeah. is like John Stamos. Yeah. In the bunk beds. Hey, I forgot to ask you. Do you like guacamole? Dale, no power tools. No power tools. Well, we're almost done anyway. It's a toothbrush. <laughs> that is not a toothbrush. Oh, that's another very quotable line. Okay, we're yeah. back in the quotes. Yeah, we're just that, Another quote quotable line is, uh, so much room for activities. Yeah. Yeah. So much room for activities is definitely quoted a lot. Um, so this is a, a really, really hard category, and I just thought of my answers. If you had to recast a I, different comedy duo, I got one. who would you choose? And I have mine, and it would be a different era, because you couldn't use them now. They're too old. Okay. I think they could step in and do it, like, just as well, and perhaps even have, like, a little bit of uh, more strengths for, like, some of the singing scenes. 
is I would put Jack Black and Zach Galifianakis in this together. Oh, great. That's a good great. combo. Great They're both cast. kind of like, you know, an out of shape 40 year old man. They look like they can live with their parents. Yeah, but then you could also have a scene where Jack Black would be the Will Ferrell and like would just belt out an incredible song. Yeah. yeah. So I would go with another combo of people who play man children on TV. Um, a little bit more modern, like this movie could come out in 2020. Can I guess one? Yeah. Andy Samberg? Yeah. Nice. I was going to say Andy Samberg and then uh, Jason Segel as the other one. I think that's a yeah. fun combo. I thought that Jason Segel, I didn't think he could be stupid enough. Like, dumb. <clears throat> well, so he plays man-child all the time. He doesn't ever come across as stupid. Yeah. You're right, but I think he could make it work. Yeah. Mine, mine would not work now. We'd have to shoot it in the 70s. Go for it. it is Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. <laughs> well, they allegedly hate each other, so that would yeah, be, it'd be a tough one. It would be weird tension. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I just see them being able to like in the National Lampoon. Chevy Chase is pretty. I mean, it's like a nitwit, right? And Bill Murray, I mean, Caddyshack. Yeah, they both definitely yeah. can play idiots. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, they could be as crass. I don't know if they could be as crass. But I don't think could. so. Like this uh, was Bill such Murray a great. Will Ferrell is yes. the. I mean, John C. Riley as well, but like, yeah, the two of them together, it's just like, they do that so well. It's so, it would be so hard to, to replace them. Um, <clears throat> okay, so my next thing is, the, with Jude Apatow films, you've seen a lot of, um, this is Jude Apatow, right? Nope. No, no I'm thinking of... Um, this is uh, Mike, uh, Adam McKay. Adam, Adam McKay. McKay, sorry. Jude Apatow does a lot of great comedy as well. Yeah. So Adam McKay... A lot of his movies, he's got a ton of actors, famous actors, famous comedic actors that later Except on. Seth Rogen cameos in this movie. Yeah. Yep. So if you could have one actor to pull off this successful cameo, who would that have been, and what role would you have given them? Okay. This was this was one of my favorite categories. So part one is that there are very successful cameos that are in it, with one of those being Seth Rogen. What other ones are there, except for... Uh... So, in one of the deleted scenes that didn't make it in, Ed Helms is another one of the interviewees they mm -hmm. go to see. Oh, yeah. I've seen that one, yeah. yeah. So, yes. Ed Helms was in it at some point, but, you know, that one didn't make the cut. So, there are, like, they... There is a... I think that example of them going to do the interviews is a prime place for a a cameo yeah. to live in, because that's, like, a really easy, like, yeah, that's dry what I was do. sketch yeah. portion. But I think another really one, really funny one, and I especially after watching, I was like so justified because like, approaching the movie, I was like, "Oh, I'm thinking, what should I think of for this this question?" Is the therapy scene? So when when John C. Riley goes into therapy and he's like, "Hey, you know, tell me a little bit about your childhood, tell me about yourself," and he, he goes through that whole fake description Good of Will Goodwill Hunting, Hunting yeah. <laughs> that how funny would it be if that person was Robin Williams? <laughs> Uh, is he alive then? 2008? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He didn't pass away until two years ago, um, and so or three years ago. So it would be so funny, I think, if like they didn't say that, but essentially he was being the the Robin Williams from Goodwill Hunting while he's describing Goodwill Hunting. That would be a really Ooh, that would be good, like yeah. on the nose type thing. That'd be hilarious. Like that. That'd be really funny. Or even if it was Matt Damon or Ben Affleck, would be a good one yeah. too. Any of those three people. I thought uh, Ben Stiller could be a great cameo. What's he doing? Several spots. I would have him as an interviewer. The one where they ask the interview, when they ask him questions, mm -hmm. I could see him just losing his shit on them. And then I could also see him, instead of Horatio Sands being the singer of the uh, Billy Joel cover band, he could be the singer. and he Because he's so good at flipping out on yeah. people. Da -da -da -da! You know, he freaks out. Right. I don't know. And, a, and another one for me is I don't know what, what child actor would be strong enough for this role. But another dynamic that I think would be hilarious is a neighborhood kid that they're weirdly too close with. Like, you think about growing <laughs> up in your neighborhood, you, like, always hung out at your friend's house. 
So like, who is the kid in the neighborhood that they're like playing video games till like two in the morning and like their mom's making them sandwiches and stuff? Not Mr. Gerdaki. Like, who? What's the kid that plays that role? But that would be another funny cameo slash like character. It's a good sequel idea. Yeah, they almost did a sequel. They almost did do a sequel. Yeah. Um, I think you give uh, you give Dale a funnier therapist because obviously Brandon has the weird relationship with his therapist. Andrea Savage, who's very famous now. Yes. Right. Exactly. Um, So I think maybe you slide in like a, a Tina Fey. As uh, oh, I can see that perfectly. Therapist. Yeah, I think that's pretty funny too. All right, our next section, tiddly bits, as we like to call it, Tidbits. presented by uh, Dublin Donuts today. Yeah, Dublin's finest donuts, not to be confused with Dunkin' Donuts oh, here in America. Yeah, um, tiddly They're bits. They're the donuts that'll make you lass lassy all day. Why don't you hop hop out of my car and, I got a nice and into rose my dreams, Miss Money Pussy? <laughs> I got a rosebud for you. <laughs> So, hey, fun, diaper lady. <laughs> fun internet research. <laughs> Here's my diaper. <laughs> you find any fun research facts? I did. I found that after this, there's so much to do with Boats and Hose. First of all, Boats and Hose is what made this movie famous for me. Can I just say I tried to get my brother to choose that as his song with my mom and his wedding? I would have, I would have literally died. Like, he was pissed that I said that. I think, oh my gosh, it would have been hilarious. Fun story, my mom wanted our first dance to be, who let the dogs out? Oh, but that's boy. for another time. By the Baja boys. <laughs> By the Baja men. Beastie. Excuse me. Boys of men. So, boys to men. Bo- boats and hoes. Uh, <laughs> at one point, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley were going to release a full-length rap album. Luckily, that fell through. Oh, yeah. I can't believe we Danina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. On that. Another fun thing. There was a political action committee known as Boats and Hose Pack. You might think, oh, that was just like a cute little thing. You would be wrong. The current governor of Texas used Boats and Hose Pack to support his campaign to get elected. What did he do with the pack? They just named they, it I that? mean, the, so a political action committee is something that can like spend basically unlimited yeah, amounts of money pack. for a committee or for a candidate. And so he just named it the that. current governor of Greg Ab- uh, of Texas, Greg Abbott, hired Boats and Hose Pack, or can't hire them because finance yeah. laws, but they supported Greg Abbott, right? which is hilarious. Not only that he like used a political action committee called Boats and Hose Pack, but then got elected. And that they exist. And that they exist. It's Gosh. incredible. People, it's uh, very much the parks record you know that she forms the PCP. <laughs> yes. Like, we've reached the point in, like, real life where, like, it's like, oh, man, that movie Idiocracy, that was funny. And we're just, like, there Living now. it. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're here. Yesterday we put we're liquid paper 30. on a bee. And it died. And it died. <laughs> it's got what plants need. Investors? Uh, Possibly. So, so my tidbits. Number one for me is, so, Adam McKay. So he's the director uh, of this movie. Uh, but he's, man, he's just, he's got a really solid track record. Yeah, he does. Of he's great. great. Comedy. So he was a writer for things like The Big Short. Um, Great. He directed The Big Short. Yeah. Did he also direct it? I believe so. Okay. So where I saw he was only listed as a writer. Um, He's a writer for The Other Guys, which is the movie I named at the beginning, and a writer for Ant Man. Yeah, he's all over the place. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Yeah. He uh, directed The Big Short. I think he won Best Director. He was at least nominated for Best Director. He was nominated for Best Picture. Um, Another one of tidbits, and this is, I don't know if this necessarily fits in tidbits, but it doesn't fit anywhere else for me. But like, you know, rewatching and, and now of the amount of media that I've absorbed in my viewing, it's funny how similar uh, Prestige Worldwide is to Entertainment 720. Yeah. Like just yeah. by the whole joke of it and what they're about, like that, that definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so mine, um, 
it was Will Ferrell's real singing voice when he sings Andrea, Andrea Bocelli's song. Yeah. Which is obvious. We all know his voice. Mm -hmm. But it was also Riley's real drumming. Yeah. That was cool to know. I didn't know he was a good drummer. He's a talented drummist. Yeah. Um, this shocked me. That was not Adam Scott's real singing. Bow, bow, you can tell. And I can sing high like that. Like flat. You don't even sound good. $1,200 a week in this one again. I guess you I can say, tell. Yeah. Like now rewatching it with that knowledge, because I had heard that before we our rewatch this time. I'm like, oh, that's obviously yeah, not. It's yeah. so obviously but. not him. Um, Adam McKay came up with the concept for Step Brothers while he was editing the script of Talladega Nights. Of course he did. It's pretty great. It's the same actors, same, guys. same creative team. Yeah. And this is no, I didn't do a casting one for Derek because I thought it would be too difficult. Derek was almost played by John Hamm, which would have been a good cast. But John Hamm would be awesome. Yeah. Like, Derek, the Derek character, because now we all know Adam Scott from Parks and Rec has been, <laughs> but John Hamm has literally only played some version of the Derek character in pretty much every movie he's ever been in. John Hamm? Yeah. Yeah. And um, Adam Scott played the Derek character in, he played the same character essentially in Walter Mitty. Yeah. Single Lives of Walter Mitty. Um, so those are my Dublin Donuts tiddly bits. Tiddly bits. Yeah. yeah. And my last one too is just like the, the reoccurring joke with Adam Scott's character of everything he says and every person he names are fellow douchers. So like <laughs> when he says like pay-per-view, Dane Cook, you know, 10 minutes, we gotta get home. 20. Like it's so funny the that I, like, it's almost like a point of like, um, almost kind of like South Park. Like you know you've made it if you're like mentioned on South Park. You know you're the douche when you've been made. Yeah, you mentioned. do not want, if you got mentioned yeah, yeah. by Derek in this movie, yeah, yeah. you Who did he mention? Bobby Flay, Bobby Cubes, Flay, Dave Matthews, is he one of them? Uh, no, Dane Cook for sure. He, he, I don't know, he mentioned somebody, Seal. <laughs> Does he say seal? Yeah. One of the ones he mentions too that I had to look up is Chad Michael Murray. Chad, Chad Michael Murray. Murray. From yes. Buffalo, I believe. Is he really? Yeah. You would know. Uh, so like all those times I was like, it's kind of like when we did Men in Black and they had the fake aliens on yep. planet Earth. It's like, oh, if you're, if you're the douche you he mentioned. Name checked by sorry. Derek. Tough sorry. Um, that's a fun little category you just thought of. Who, would, who else would throw in a name that Derek would who say? Who would he name today? Yeah. I would say... um. Oh, the, the founder of Tesla. Oh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. For sure. And uh, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg's getting name-checked in yeah. uh, one of Derek's rants. What about you, Kuliani? Maybe personally, just... Because, because at first I loved him, and now he's become a character of himself, is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson's too nerdy, though, to get name-checked by Derek. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I love you, Neil. You gotta just dial it back a little bit. Um, I don't think Neil listens. He does. He listens to everything. <laughs> he does. Who is he? He's doing like the weird, he does like the fur. Yeah, Chow Malcolm Murray is from Buffalo. Yeah. Good to know. All right, so my last, uh, one of the last categories here. Who won the movie? Not counting, I guess you could count. If they John won the movie, Ryan they won the movie. Farrell. Yeah. Um, whose performance was just out of the ballpark funny? I'm going to go first before it's taken because I believe it's going to be taken. Catherine Hahn is... Ooh, good one. She is incredible. Every, because again, we talked about this a second ago, that this movie obviously is about Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. That's like the name of the movie. That's what the whole movie it's is not, based it's around. It's not called Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. It's called Step Brothers. Exactly. <laughs> but every scene she is in, she is like, I think sometimes, and, and I'm not a woman, and I'm not a woman comedian. <gasps> You're not? But I think it's, hey, you know, <laughs> a struggle that has been, you know, mentioned before is that oftentimes yes. a female lead in movies, especially in comedy movies, can get drowned out by the performance or even the writing that they've been given yeah. of, you know, the other per other leads in the, in the movie. 
So I think it's like it's not necessarily that she was given a lot of lines in the scripting, but she like just kills it she really so does. much. That that flashback, that fantasy scene she has is so weird. But like Bryce said, like I will never not think the sex scene in the bathroom is not like it's the funniest thing ever. And I will never not think that everything she says is like so hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, she's like to just use a fantasy football comparison. <clears throat> she's got like three catches. But also for 150 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Like she is yeah. very low usage, but crazy yeah. efficient with every scene like, she's. The in. first thing you hear her say is, "Did you really punch Derek in the face?" I just want you to know I'm going to pleasure myself to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's 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 how she enters. Well, that's she enters the movie getting she, the singing. Yeah, she, yeah. But that's commentary one from her. So it's like, <laughs> gosh, she she stole the show for me. <laughs> Mine is um, Adam Scott. He is just yeah. Uh, he goes 110% every time. He's so over the top douchey. Everything he says is just so funny. Oh, I just love him. It's he's so funny. And side note, I feel like that is probably like a really fun role. If I was ever given a chance to yeah. act, it's such a fun role to yeah. play. It's like times when actors get to pretend to be bad actors and they get to just do all the stereotypes of that like. Every scene he's in, he's so good at being the douche. And there's some like little like, uh, you want to punch me in the face, right? Punch me in the fucking face. The other one, he's showing the African American family the the home. Yeah. You got a real dope, dope long. You can say the home was great. Yeah. Well, that's how I talk. It really fresh, fresh entryway as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I think those are both great people in this movie, but you guys are overthinking a little bit. I think the answer is Will Ferrell. This is the point in Will Ferrell's career where he can do whatever he wants. Like coming off of Step Brothers, he could he could be like, I'm gonna poop for an hour and a half and <laughs> we're it. gonna film it and put it in theaters. And I'd people watch are like, it. Yeah, sure. How much money do you need to film that movie? <laughs> like <laughs> this is the absolute peak of Will Ferrell's career unless he has like some sort of reinvention later. But he is just I can taste it on my tongue. <laughs> Will Ferrell's at the absolute top of his game in this movie. Yeah. I think for me, I was just excluding the two leads. But yeah, me too. I'm trying oh. to make it, you know, try to be a little creative. And yeah, you asked two on the movie. Um, that's true. I think I would give a shout out, honorable mention, to Richard Jenkins. I think he did phenomenal. This when, is the first time I saw him in a movie. Yeah, and he, he's been in a ton of other stuff. Yeah. He's just always kind of like a, I don't, I don't know. If he's always the dad. <laughs> but he's never played this role before. Yes, yeah. him as this character is impossible. Um, and it's so funny. Oh, Rob Regal. This is like Riegel. his first movie. Yeah. I mean, um, Rob Regal had been on The Daily Show for a long time. Before, oh, okay, okay. So people kind of knew who he was. Gotcha. Um, better morning routine, guys. Guitar Hero or masturbating to women's aerobics? Obviously, masturbating to women's <laughs> With aerobics nachos. is the correct answer. I'm going to watch the thing. <laughs> the lady. Gosh. Um, better money for pizza? Dad, it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> um, Sorry. Is so Powerade in a wine glass or Gatorade, is that the best dinner drink? Uh, Gatorade in a wine glass? That's what they're drinking? That <laughs> that's is, the brand drink. That's my dream is to just – we've had this conversation before of how I've implicitly given you permission to drink whatever you want with dinner because we got a dinner. You're like, oh, I either have to have a beer or a water. And I'm like, can I have a Dr. Pepper, yeah, please? Uh, yep. yep. So I'll drink, I'll drink Gatorade whenever I feel yeah. like it. Bryce's BYOB has always been beverage, not yes. beer, yeah. and it's going to be it's Dr. Not bring Pepper. My own did beer? you just bring a two-liter Dr. Pepper? Absolutely yeah. I did. It was 88 cents. And <laughs> actually, for being honest, it's Dr. Thunder. Sorry. Dr. Thunder. All this conversation is making me feel too close to oh, Will Ferrell's boy. character in this movie. <laughs> uh, this house funneled by... Built in 1825, Colonel Muster. <laughs> no, he says General Custer. General, General Custer. Custer. <laughs> General Custer. 
So last question <laughs> to wrap it up. Does this movie belong in the junk drawer? Cole? I think it does. And even what we've admitted to, or what we kind of have, has been discussed here, is that Bryce watched both the theatrical version and the extended version. And then there's also a edited version and then the TV version. So like, to me, when a movie has that many variations of its editing, then you're gonna find one of those versions in the junk drawer. You're gonna find that in the bin. Yeah. Blade Runner's really taking that personally right now. Can't like, for Blade Runner's in there. Like for example. <laughs> I'm just joking that Blade Runner has like a thousand versions. Oh, it's in the junk drawers now. It's in the bins at Walmart. Well, the new one is. No, the old one. Oh, well, there you go. Shocked. Especially because I up in the went drawer. to watch this movie. I was like, oh, can I watch it on Netflix? No, can I watch it? I was about to rent it on Amazon Prime to watch. I go, wait, I think I have this. Yep. And I go into my drawer, my junk, junk drawer, drawer. Ah! and I find Step Brothers, quote, special edition. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Don't know what special about right it. It's just the one disc and it's the theatrical length <laughs> version. So, yes, it is in the junk drawer because it's in my junk drawer. That's Here's the drink. tangent to the junk drawer. <laughs> Impossible. That is my drink. The tangent to the junk drawer is, and shout out to Turner Broadcasting, but the tangent to the junk drawer is TBS. And TBD. There, there TBD. was a time I can't believe where this movie was on TBS once a day for like six straight months. Yes. And again, watching the heavily edited version of it. But that if, if you are that movie, to me, you are also in the junk drawer. And so, yeah, Step Brothers junk yeah. drawer for sure. I agree. I think it's, um, again, it doesn't mean it's a bad movie by any means. I oh, give it a 90 not. friggin' one. Yeah, but, you think it's the best comedy of all time. Uh, second best. <laughs> At, uh, Behind I, love, I love You Man. That's <laughs> Close um, second to Daredevil. <laughs> um, I th that is a good comedy. But um, not the TV show. But yes, I think it, it exists in the drunk drawer because it is the perfect movie to just throw on. It's a stupid movie. You can yep. watch it whenever if you just want to put It can be background on. noise, which is it another junk drawer quality. Yeah. Which I don't understand that principle. If I'm watching a movie, I'm watching it, but that's just because I love, I love film. But uh, loser. <laughs> You're such a film so, But boy. thank you guys uh, for, for coming on this journey. Um, come on, let's go. Dane Cook, pay-per-view, 20 minutes. The Nina, the Santa Maria, I'll do you in the bottom while I'm drinking sangria. Nachos, lemonheads, my dad's boat. It won't go down because my dude can't float. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Junk Drawer Podcast. If there's a movie that you want to hear us talk about, then please reach out to us at askthejunkdrawer at gmail.com. See you next time. <laughs>